Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has great floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, no Randy Carriker today. He's out playing golf. Alex Dat of Bally Sportsman West joining us until 10 a.m. We talked a lot of Cardinals baseball today, but a very interesting and important offseason for the St. Louis Blues. Let's talk a little Blues hockey and head to the Brown and Group and Celebrity Line. We're joined by the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Michelle. Alexa, how are you two? We're great. Hi, Curbs. We are great. So happy to talk a little Blues hockey with you. And as I said coming in, Curbs, the Blues have a very interesting offseason. A lot of tough offseason questions that face Doug Armstrong and the front office. But as you look at this offseason, what's the most important question or interesting storyline for you? Well, I I think that, and especially as we continue to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs the way they're playing out, and you look at who's still playing and the style of play, yeah, I, I think you look and you realize, boy, th- th- this Blues team is still right there in the mix of it all. So it, it leads you to think that you really don't need major tweaks. You probably need a little bit more luck, a little more consistency. And there will be some changes that come, but uh, I, I, I think the Blues are still kind of right in the mix of this of this championship window here. So for me, the first domino to fall is really what, what happens on the David Perron front. That's that's the first question because I think that easily answers a top six question for you right off the bat. And then it's where where were the other deficiencies, of, for example, at, at forward and defense? You know your goaltending is pretty much set, at least in terms of your starting goaltender with Jordan Bennington. You have to wait and figure out what's going on with Billy Huso. But once you figure out the David Perron situation, then you'll see where guys slot. And the Blues will have to make a decision. You know, uh, you've got a Jake Neighbors who will be old enough to play in the American League if you want that route next year. You've got uh, a Bull Duke who will not be, so he would have to make the team like Jake Neighbors would have had to this year. There are those types of questions, but to me it's Perron. And then shoring up, I think, uh, the consistency from a defensive standpoint and and, and a tweak or so here. I, I, just, I just don't know that massive changes are really needed. Curbs, what's the likelihood we see a Jordan Bennington water bottle promo night next season when the Blues <laughs> take on the Avs? Well, if, uh, uh, I'd do it. I mean, I'd absolutely do it. But if, I, if I harken back to my minor league days where we were doing promos like giving away 7,500 kazoos to get the most people ever to do the national anthem on a kazoo. Oh, fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's absolutely right up the alley of a no-brainer for me. That'd be funny. But listen, here's, here's the best part. So he, he did that press conference, and, and I snorted in the back when he dropped the line. I couldn't find a recycling bin. I know. <laughs> so, I good. 
So I walked out, but I did. I walked out with him and I said, I said, okay, that that's a good line. He goes, no, dude, I'm serious. He goes, I'm walking. I come back from getting evaluated. I get back to the building and he's walking around. He goes, I couldn't, there, there was no trash can for me to dump this empty water bottle in. Then I turned the corner and there he is doing a presser. So I let it go. Wow. He doubled I mean, was, down. So, so he... there is some, there is some truth to that, I guess. Well, what did he say, Curbs? It was a God-given opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, now that should be a t-shirt too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, his counterpart in Billy Huso, the Blues have uh, an interesting decision to make with Billy Huso. What do you think is his viability out on the free agent market? What do you think the appetite is around the league for someone like Billy Huso? You, it's, it's an intriguing one because the second half of this season, obviously, and the fact that he, that he was the starter for the Blues to the playoffs, tells you he's poised to take the next level and the next step maybe as a starter in the NHL. But then, you know, then the Blues end up replacing him in the playoffs and Benner goes on a little bit of the run there. I think if you're at this point in time, with the Blues apparently, at least, I mean, as, as, as the roster is structured, committed to another five years for Jordan Bennington, I, I think you, you almost have to test the market uh, if, if you're Billy Huso. I mean, if you're his agent, you gotta, you got to see what's out there. I think at this point, because teams are clearly looking at goaltenders and you go back, say, Oh, go back over the last, maybe five to eight years. And that began where you've got uh, Bobrovsky leaving Columbus to go to, to Florida on a $10 million contract. Carey price inks a, you know, a massive $10 million a year contract. And a lot of money was being thrown to goaltenders. And I think right now the, the vibe around the league is, Locking up goaltenders for a lot of money and a lot of years becomes a really risky proposition. And so I don't know that goaltenders right now on the market are going to see some of the great windfall that maybe some of those previous goaltenders have seen. Because really, but both Carey Price and Sergei Bobrovsky have underperformed their contracts uh, in, in their respective markets. And, it's, and it's, it can hamstring those teams. So I think he's due for a raise. I think he's due for a bigger raise if he leaves the St. Louis Blues. If there's not much of a market there, maybe there's something the Blues can do and look at. But they still have, you know, guys like Hofer coming up. So the Blues are in some pretty good shape, I think, when it comes to goaltending. I'll be, I'll really be surprised if, uh, if Billy doesn't test the free agent market in some way, shape, or form. I think it's just a smart move for him career-wise. Curbs, what's the likelihood we see Matthew Kachuk in a St. Louis Blues jersey in the next three years? Well, oh, in the next three years. Three years makes uh, it makes it uh, tricky. Yeah, there. I thought you were going to um, say next year. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, you probably shorten that to next two and have a really good uh, get some decent odds. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I'd say I'd say the Blues become a, a real option for him, and if if and when he becomes an unrestricted free agent, you know, he's still he he's got a real. For those that don't know his his contract situation, from from my understanding. With him being a restricted free agent this year, Calgary has to figure out what they're going to do with him because they just have to qualify him and to, to keep his rights. Well, if he signs that qualifying deal, which is going to be in the range of nine to nine and a half million, um, he signs that one-year deal and then becomes a, uh, an unrestricted free agent at the end of it. Uh, I think his agent was, was absolutely brilliant in how they handled the contract situation. So Calgary already dealing with a situation of potentially losing Johnny Gaudreau this summer unless they re-sign him could be in a situation where they lose the two. So if you're Brad Trey living, it's, hey, do you, if you don't think you're going to extend him, do you trade him with where the team has one year of control that he goes to and then he could sign an eight-year deal? There's a whole lot of questions to it. Um, but 
you also, if you're a team that thinks that you could be in on him if he becomes an unrestricted free agent a year from now, then you start to weigh the options. Do I give up a haul to get him sooner in trades, or do you just wait and then play it out and, and see if you could, you know, get a piece in, in free agency? And that's that's the fascinating part there. So I would definitely think that if he becomes a UFA at the end of this year, then, then discussions definitely happen and, and you keep your fingers crossed. Everybody in St. Louis has their fingers crossed on that one, Curbs. Uh, before we let you go. But you know what, Michelle, real yeah. quick on that. Like, of course. Here's the thing. There's going to be like, okay, every single team in the league is going to kick a tire if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes sure. to them. So, uh, so, again, look at if you still look around the league, while it's intriguing, while it's exciting, while you look at the Blues, boy, could use them. But could you imagine if he and Robert Thomas were back together, they played junior <laughs> hockey together, that mm-hmm. kind of thing? There's, there, there's all these reasons to be excited about it, right? But the Blues are in by no means any situation where getting him or not getting him is a make or break in terms of their competitive level. That's how good I think the Blues are right now. Absolutely. Well, well, Curbs, before we let you go, we wanted to ask you about one of the biggest headlines in hockey as we uh, get closer to the Stanley Cup Finals. But Colorado's up 3 nothing on Edmonton. But in Game 3, Evander Kane had that check on Nazem Kadri. He had a five-minute major in the game, suspended one game for the hit. What did you make of the hit, and do you think the punishment fits the crime? Uh, look, I think you have to take the emotion out of it in terms of who was hit, okay? And and it is one of the dirtiest hits in hockey. That that to me, and because a player going in and he he was turned, it's not like he turned into the into the boards at, at the time. He's going in, and that little push hit right above the pants and below the numbers can knock a guy off balance. In this case, Kane injures his arm. Man, you can injure your neck. You can you know dislocate shoulders. I think it's one of the worst hits in hockey, to be honest with you. You can go look at what Jacob Truba's done and some of the hits that Truba's laid on people, and some have questioned them. I think most of his have been clean in these playoffs, but I'd rather see that every day of the week than what we saw from So I have I have no problem with Evander Kane being suspended for one game. I, I There's two things I wouldn't mind seeing suspensions increased for. One, that hit, and two, embellishing. So when yeah. Shesterkin, even though Shesterkin got a stick in the face from, from Corey Perry, in, in that game yesterday, the way he flew back, chucked his stick and all that stuff, I, I, I don't mind seeing suspensions for embellishments because I think the league's got to do something on that. But back, back to that push hit, it really is one of the most dangerous hits, I think, in hockey. And I, I think you separate the emotion of who got hit and, and all that other stuff. There's no place in it. So I frankly think a suspension of even more than one game is, uh, is almost worthy for that type of hit. What does a Chris Kerber offseason look like? Have you done anything fun so far, Kerbs? <laughs> uh, you know what? With, it, with really the offseason only being just over a week, uh, I've spent some time. So I dropped Ava off at soccer camp this morning. Awesome. Uh, I got that going. We'll spend a little time in the office. But we'll, we're, we'll, we're going to head my, my wife's uh, from Western Massachusetts. We'll go up there in July for a little while. And uh, it's, it's get some work done for the team and the radio station and then uh, just enjoy some lack of hustle, too. So we'll go down. Uh, you'll, you'll see me at the ballpark plenty of times. You know I love going down to the baseball games. Yes, and and, and everything like that. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, spending some time at the ballpark. By the way, real quick, I did an event battle at the ballpark for uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. I know uh, Mr. Dewitt and, and and the Cardinals have been so big with Big Brothers Big Sisters. They threw an event on Saturday night that was just outstanding. Where the whole basically all the dirt on the infield was taken up with tables and this rock, paper, scissors, boxing ring they put together. Great fundraiser for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, but just congratulations and thanks to the Cardinals and Mr. DeWitt for uh, 
helping put on just an amazing fundraising event for Big Brothers Big Sisters. It, it was a cool thing to be a part of. I saw the pictures from that, Curbs. It looked like an amazing event. And thank you for everything you do for such a great organization. And thank you for joining us on this Monday during the offseason. It was great to talk to you. And if you get bored before you head to Western Mass, just come hang out with us in the studio. There's always a chair here I mean, for you. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Whenever you need me, let me know. And uh, you guys have an awesome week and a great rest of the show. Thanks, Curbs. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. That's Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.